Welcome to another incredible episode of Arrow Helps Entrepreneurs Increase Visibility, Credibility, and Profitability. Today, I am super excited to be able to have on our show one of the most successful people that I know, somebody that reads more books in a year than the average CEO who's doing amazing things in real estate, is, is doing some amazing things with his life and his journey and his story. You're in for a treat today. We have Mr. Matthew Flores. Mr. Matthew Flores, would you please introduce yourself to everybody? Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Matthew Flores, or you can call me Matthew the Amazing. Awesome, 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 Matthew. Now, uh, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, you know, who you are, what you've done, can you tell us a little bit about sort of, you know, what you do, uh, what kinds of, uh, you know, just things that you're involved in and, you know, just overall some things to kind of know a little more about yourself? Yeah, yes, yes. So I am a, uh, I have a real estate team. I've been in the real estate business for five years. I have a real estate team here in Houston, Texas. Um, I'm also a Eric Thomas certified game changer professional speaker. I am a published author. I'm a father of three children. I've been with my wife for almost 20 years now. And um, I'm a leader in my church and just and just just blessed to be here and excited to to share content. I'm a I'm a, a lover of self-development and, and lover of helping others. That's great. That's great. And you know, for today, we really want to focus a lot on doing, giving, creating some content here that's going to be transformational for really anybody that's in the pursuit of, of success, anybody that's thinking about entrepreneurship or is in the throes of entrepreneurship and ultimately is looking for ways to kind of move forward. And now one of the areas that you mentioned just there, I think, is one of the things that really kind of, you know, uh, got us to connect more is this uh, concept of self-development and really kind of being a student of self-development. And so kind of in thinking about how to kind of position the value of this conversation, it came to mind for me that it would be super valuable to talk about the concept of programming your mind for success. What do you think about that, Matthew? I think it's, I mean, I think, I think it's, it's, it's important, right? It's important to make sure that you, you're constantly working on development and in general. Um, I think um, Jim Rohn said that, you know, when you send your kids to school, you know, you don't expect your child to stay in second grade their whole entire school career, right? You expect them to go to third grade and do what it takes to, to keep moving through the grade levels. And I think it's the same way as far as your mindset as adults. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm trying to think of the, the average number of books that a regular person reads in a year. And I want to say that that might be less than one. Yeah. The, I mean, the, the, the statistics vary, but it's typically um, 80% something to the numbers are something like 80% of uh, college graduates will buy one book after they graduate, one nonfiction book after they graduate from college, and then uh, only 80% of them will get past the first chapter. Some crazy numbers, yeah, it's just, as far as nonfiction is concerned, um, it's just not part of everyday life for people. Nonfiction, yes, but not nonfiction. Yeah, and, and that's a little bit, little bit crazy. I mean, as we're trying to move forward and trying to achieve the different things that we're trying to achieve or we're trying to move forward, 
the mentality and the mindset, you know, having a, a bulletproof mindset or having a specific mindset oriented towards being successful, it doesn't really just sort of happen. It, it takes a lot of, a lot of work. Yeah, correct. It take it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of focus. It takes daily disciplines, man. And, uh, I think one of the reasons why a lot of people don't don't do it is they just they're just not aware of the value of it. And so it's great that people like yourself are doing these podcasts. You're active, heavy on LinkedIn, Facebook. You're always trying to give make people aware of the value. And if we get more ambassadors of self-development out there sharing it, then you'll have more people that have aha moments and say, you know what? I am going to read more. I am going to listen more. I am going to attend more. Absolutely. Absolutely. One, one thought comes to mind here is that people learn more from stories. And you have a story of how you kind of came across self-development and how it's influenced and helped and bettered your life. And, you know, I could share something similar as well. So maybe it'd be helpful to, to share the story of how you kind of came across self-development and sort of maybe an idea of how that positively impacted you and, and your pursuit of success. Yeah, great. I mean, in, in 2004, in 2004, um, I took a job with uh, Budweiser as a merchandiser. And prior to that, I had worked for an industrial paint company, but I had gotten laid off. And for a year, I didn't have a job. And so, um, and I was doing really good. I was making good money. And you know, that kind of hurt my, my uh, self-esteem, but I went and started working as a, uh, as a merchandiser for, for Budweiser. And while I was working there, um, the store director came up to me and said, you know, Matt, you know, you have a great attitude. You work really hard. And man, I really think I have something that I think you would be interested in. And I said, well, you know, I don't really know this guy. Who is this guy trying to recruit me into something? Uh, he, what he was doing was he was offering me an opportunity to join a network marketing company. And um, I didn't want to do it at first because I had been involved in one uh, earlier in life and it didn't work out well. And my wife didn't want to have anything to do with it because of the, the negative side of, of what happened. And so I wasn't really open to it, but he pursued me and he was kind. And, and uh, I actually got to the point where I said, all right, well, this guy, he can only help me. Um, he can't hurt me. I don't think, I mean, I ain't got much for him to take. So met with him and then he introduced me to uh, obviously to the network marketing business. But what was also involved was it was was their goal was to make sure whoever got involved was was learning how to develop their self image so that they could be productive so that they could win with this business. And um, man, I hadn't read a book since high school. So I was like reading a book. They were they were recommending reading books. They recommend to listen to audio CDs. And I was like, audios? Man, I'll listen to them all day long. So I was listening to audio books in my car because, you know, Jim Rohn said your, or, or Zig Ziglar said your, your car should be a rolling university. You should be listening to education material all the time. So that was working out. And, uh, you know, my business started to grow, but it plateaued. And, uh, you know, the leaders in the organization told me that, hey, um, you know, the reason why your, your, your business is plateauing is because, you know, you're not, you're not developing enough. And I'm like, I'm listening to every CD you have. And they're like, yes, but you need to be reading. I'm like, why, what, why is reading going to, what is reading going to do for me? And they said, look at all the leaders up here. All of us are readers. I said, all right, man, the proof is in the pudding, right? You know, if the, 
if you look at the fruit on the tree and it's full of fruit, the guy's talking to you and his tree's full of fruit, then you kind of want to take the advice. And so what I started to do is I started to read and uh, I, I started to see the benefits. It's funny. There's a book that said that uh, as you start reading, the, what the books do is they reveal yourself to you. And a mm. book started opening me up and opening me up. And I was like, yo, I didn't know this was me. And crazy stuff I started hearing. Like every time you speak, you reveal something about yourself. And just being conscious of these things and started to understand, I was able to start understanding people. And uh, and the byproduct was that was that I started to have a lot of success um, in the companies I was working for. And I started getting promotions. And I started getting opportunities that I wouldn't have gotten because I don't have a degree, but because I was in, I, I was in, uh, oh, becoming very aware of my surroundings and being educated on sales and self-development, I was able to start being very, very productive. Um, and I was able to, I love the analogy of folding time. I was able to start folding time because of my skill. And what people don't understand is that you read and you study and you train so that your skill can increase so you can fold time. And <laughs> people don't understand that. They think they just need to work harder. I'm like, no, you need to learn more. And so uh, uh, once I knew that, I was like, oh, man, if this is the secret sauce, then give me more. And I became just fanatical about reading uh, and reading like crazy. And, and I'll, I'll tell you one story. Um, so in Houston, we, it's very humid in Houston and very hot. So one summer we had, it was extremely hot and very humid. And um, we were delivering, I was a, a, I was a helper on a truck. So I deliver beer out the side of the truck and we didn't have ACs in the truck. So it's it sweaty and all that. But from stop to stop, I would be reading my books and the driver would say, why are you always reading? Like, like, why aren't you listening to the radio? Why aren't we just talking? I wouldn't even talk to him. Uh, we'd have very small talk. And for 10 hours, between stops, I had my book open. Sweaty, dirty, nasty, but it didn't matter. And when we got to the stop, when we we're done for the day, 6, 7 o'clock at night, we started 5 in the morning. They had showers. I would shower, put my dress shirt on, my tie, and I would go straight to a to a training. And so because I did that, I've been able to be very successful um, in my own eyes in every industry I, I've gotten into since 2004. That, that, that's great. And I think that uh, that story really relayed so much more than anybody could have said by just saying that somebody should read books. And I, this actually came up. I, we have a lot more to go from here, but I, this just came to mind, and this just may be a, an interesting comic piece of information, but it came to mind to me that you're like Abraham Lincoln, Matthew. You're like the Abraham Lincoln of Breathe University. Oh, so, wow. Did you get, did you get that? that joke? Did you get that joke? No, 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 it failed. Because Abraham, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln was always reading. A lot of people don't actually know that. He literally always had his nose in a book. He used to literally he walked from place to place with a book, you know, reading and reciting basically text from a book. Uh, so one of the things that Abraham Lincoln, who is you know, super well read, his whole story of success, actually, if you look at Dale Carnegie, Dale Carnegie, who's also very instrumental in this whole self-development movement, 
he took time out of he took like a year and a half to go read every book on Abraham Lincoln. He wrote a book called Lincoln, the Unknown. And what he wrote about was the unconventional success of Abraham Lincoln, how Abraham Lincoln came from a shack basically to become the president of the United States. And he did it. His mind in such a way. And that reading was instrumental. Uh, so at any rate, when you're talking about the, the, the reading, I kind of envision Abraham Lincoln. So anyway, no, so the joke, I'm not a comedian. It. No, I love so, it. I love it. Yes. Uh, it it's interesting to say that because, uh, you know, Alexander the Great, when he would travel, he would, he would have a, a library of books with him. And, um, you know, uh, Bill Gates takes weeks off just to read. And, you know, Warren Buffett reads eight hours a day. So it, it's it, I appreciate that that uh, title, man. And, and uh, I got that because the leader of the organization when I was young was uh, what I heard from his leaders talk about him was similar. And this guy would let a, a million uh, there was over a million people in his organization. They said the guy would always read if they're just sitting somewhere, he will grab a brochure and just read. Like he was always filling his mind with information, and it's it's something that that yes, I have to constantly, and, and I don't know what it is, and you know it, it's interesting because I didn't have a formal education behind it, but it's just something that I that I know in order to become from my big goals and my big dreams, I know that I have to to consume that much information for me, and then another thing I discovered is that. I need to read in order to keep me, um, um, I, don't, I wouldn't want to say calm, but I'm so high energy. If I woke up in the mornings and just went, go, 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 I would burn myself out. So what I do is I'm able to wake up in the mornings and just stay calm. And the activity that I would be doing is uh, outside of, you know, instead of doing an activity outside of reading um, to wear myself out, I'm able to, to stay calm and read at, and and. and you know, the byproduct is I get educated, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, very, very interesting. So how, how would you say, how would you, how would somebody actually go about reading 100 books in a year when they have full-time activities and a family? How would you read 100 books in a year? So you have to, it's like, how do you eat an elephant, right? One bite at a time. So I didn't jump into reading 100 books. When I started in 2004, I read 12 books, right? Then I went to, excuse me, then I doubled it. And then I read the statistics about the CEOs. And I said, well, I can read four. I can read a book a week, right? So then I started doing that consistently. And then I came across somebody else. Um, I developed this muscle so that I'm able to move rapidly through books. Uh, but it took time. You know, it wasn't until um, I didn't, I haven't been reading 100 books a year. Um, for for over a decade, what I've what I've been, but I've consistently read over fifty to sixty books over a decade. It wasn't until two thousand fifteen that I started reading books over uh, over a hundred books a year consistently, and uh, I read over one hundred fifty five books in two thousand and fifteen. In two thousand and sixteen, I read three hundred forty two. Last year, I did over two hundred, and this year I kind of scaled back because I needed me personally. I felt like I needed that for my self-image to get where I need to get to, to be who I need to be. And so that's why I did that. Not everybody needs to do that. Not everybody should do that. More people should probably be acting, but I've been able to have a good balance of, 
of study and act, right? So I've, I've delivered beer, you know, I've shoveled concrete, so I'm not afraid of work, right? So I've, I've I already had that down for 20 years. I had the hard work, physical. What I didn't have was how to educate myself at a high level. And so now I just, when you merge those two, then I'm like, okay, well, let me go to the extreme on, on both ends so that I can see, so I can become, right? Because uh, too many people, there's a, there's a phrase that, that we use in Keller Williams called be, do, have. And a lot of people want to have or they want to do, but they don't understand you have to be, you have to become that individual in your mind before you'll do those extra activities and then you'll have. And so I understood that early on. I understood that watching my mentors and the leaders on stage. And I said, well, I have to become these guys. I have to become them in my mind first before I can start doing the smart activities so that I can have what I want. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Well, if we ended the call right now, if we ended this podcast right now, we would already have some phenomenal value recorded, but we're not even halfway done. So this is going to be phenomenal. What this makes me think about now and what we need to bring up and talk a little more about is sort of the progression of your journey and how this relates to the progression of other entrepreneurs and success seekers. So you you've gotten involved with business that has a potential for significant, you know, significant uh, income. You, you know, have your own company and ultimately have surrounded yourself with a lot of other very successful uh, people. And so a new endeavor for you or something that you've kind of stepped into and spent a lot of time and successfully accomplished is you've now become a, an actual uh, certified um, an Eric Thomas uh, certified uh, speaker. Correct. Is that the uh, right yeah, terminology? Eric Thomas, uh, an associates uh, game certified game changer, um, which are professional, their professional speaking program. So I am a certified game changer. That is phenomenal. So that maybe you can tell us a little more about what that process was like and, and why. Why would somebody want to go from where they're at to uh, be able to step into the arena to speak? And even, yeah, I think it's related, the whole idea of becoming a thought leader. So moving from where you're at, from the center of influence that one may have, to stepping into the speaking arena, and then also the whole idea of becoming a thought leader. Why would somebody want to do that? How would they go about that? And what would be the opportunities that may await for somebody that steps into those realms? So the process for me was interesting. Um, I'll go back to 2004. I went to a, when I joined this, this, this organization, I went to a conference. When I went to that conference, I remember there was a gentleman who was from India and there was about, there's about 5,000 people there. I was in the top tier. Um, and he comes on stage and he talks about how he came here from nothing. And now he was, he had a significant business eight years later. Um, and, and he just, he was just empowering the crowd. And I remember I was standing, I wasn't sitting, I was standing, there was a rail in front of me, because I was in front of the rails. And I'm grabbing this rail and I'm listening to this guy speaking. And I'm like, I want to do that for people. Like, I want to empower them. I want to help people. I want to make people feel the way he's making me feel about myself. And then I, so that was in 2004. Fast forward 2017 when I, when I got introduced to the Game Changer program. And I actually didn't want to get involved. Um, I had reservations um, and I had talked to one of the 
um, coordinators and organizers. I said, you know, I don't really know why I would want to do this. I, I have a real estate team. What do I need to become a, what do I need to learn how to be a, a professional speaker for? And um, he said, man, it will help you communicate better with your team. You probably should do it. And in the subconsciously, I wanted to, but consciously I was scared. And so I was trying to get out of it. But my subconscious mind was saying, you said to me 14 years ago that you wanted to do this. Like, why are you trying to talk yourself out of it? And it's because I was scared. And then through the process, it took me over a year, longer than most, typically what happens with me sometimes in projects. But I learned and I was able to overcome it. And it gave me the, um, the confidence I needed to start working to where you said, years ago, I said I wanted to be a thought leader. Years ago, I said I wanted to do this. Years ago, I said, you know, as a Hispanic, I didn't see too many people on stage that looked like me and in the crowd. And they and we need it just as much as everybody else. And we need more people like that up there. So so it's just been it's been 14 years in the making. And and uh, man, I'm just getting started. I'm so excited. And the more and more I get around Eric Thomas and his people and their mission and what they're trying to do for people, the more inspired I get and the prouder I get to have accomplished this. And now I'm like, okay, now I need to start doing this so that I can start helping other people who, so they don't have to wait 14 years to pursue their dream. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Yeah. That, that actually brings up something I was, as as you were speaking through a little bit more about this uh, process of self-development and about reading, I was, and you told more of your story about how you sort of develop the, 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 the reading and the, and the, uh, the self, the self-development, uh, was coming, coming, I was actually thinking through my, my process and relates really well. I think here is a good transition in that, uh, in this case, I wrote an article after, uh, attending Eric Thomas's DC event here last year. And I was so impressed with the event. I'm so glad that I took the decision to go. And I'm so glad that Eric Thomas does what he does. Uh, I wrote an article uh, afterwards that I put onto LinkedIn and the title of it is what Anthony Robbins did not teach me. Right. And the reason why I say this is going back to when I was about 19, that's when I first got exposed to self-development. My exposure to self-development was Anthony Robbins. I went to an event. I actually was looking at network marketing also. uh, And I would have to go to a, to, uh, a gathering at a house and at that house they actually had it was for i believe it was a physician's house and they actually had a certified speaker for tony robbins that was there and one of the things he spoke about was communication and about the power of communication and he said which impressed me so much he said we have a weekend event where we spend one whole day on communication and you're going to learn in that day you're going to learn how to communicate more effectively than you do now and i knew at, my, at that time, I was working actually as a stockbroker, and I knew that I needed to communicate more effectively. That was a big sort of uh, issue and a problem with me trying to realize my dreams of success. And I went there. And I have to say that that exposure to that type of material, uh, it felt like I just had a rocket put on my back, and it drove me forward for so many years. And I got real involved with the process, but I made a mistake. I didn't continue to read as much as I should have. 
I really did stay very focused, but I didn't read as much and I did not associate with enough people and community. Uh, and ultimately, it kind of stalled my, uh, my process or my, my success. And so in this case, when it came around to this time where there was this event that Eric Thomas was having here in D.C., um, I decided to go and it sort of opened and unlocked a little bit more of that sort of uh, that magic that was unleashed with that self-development focus. But there were some calls to action that Eric had that brought us forward. And we had this 100 day challenge that we participated in. And ultimately, it, I started to engage with so many more people. And ultimately, there was something magic that happened with that connection with other people and that focus on really trying to consume a lot more uh, content, a lot more reading material and, and really kind of expanding, but really being associated with a lot more uh, people. And so I, I'm sharing that as I think about sort of the next topic of the importance of one associating, like you mentioned, at events with other successful people. But then this whole concept of the mastermind. And why, when we're pursuing success, we have to associate with other successful people within uh, these, this mastermind has been a very big topic within self-development. Can you speak a little bit about that and sort of your thoughts on masterminds and participation within organizations? Yeah, I mean, the, the value in, in the masterminds is that, you know, you get other people who are who you get to learn from, right? And, you know, it's all about like it's the word says, you know, you learn to master your mind because what happens is if you're just telling your own self how great you are or how bad you are and there's nobody else that's holding you accountable or helping you, then you're going to believe your own story and that's going to limit you. Right. You need outside influence. You need outside guidance. And what masterminds do is they help you lay your cards on the table and everybody can see them because everybody else is laying their cards on the table. And once they can see them, they say, they can tell you, hey, which cards to play, which cards not to play. And then they say, hey, why don't we test it? Why don't we try these? Why don't we take a chance here? And it's great to be part of groups that encourage you to, to, to change, right? A lot of people don't want to change. Uh, if we have time, I want to share something that I, it's just analogy that I did for change. So <clears throat> a lot of people like to use the old change, they look at the they look at change this way. They look at the C as collateral damage. They don't want to change because of the collateral damage. They look at the H as 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 heartache. Oh, the change is going to bring me heartache. They look at the A as anxiety. It's going to be so hard to change. They look at the change with the N like negative. Oh, there could be negative consequences. And then they look at the change like, oh, it's going to be exhausted because they don't, they're going to have to go through a whole reprocessing. But if they look at change, the other way, where the C is clarity, change gives you clarity. The H, it gives you get help. The A is you start to anticipate good things. And, the, and then you start to have knowledge. I put a K there in front of it. You get knowledge when you start changing. Then you start being grateful. You have gratitude. And then once you have those, then you can start expecting. And so what happens is people need to understand that when you get masterminds, they help you change in a positive manner. That I think there's there's definitely a lot to that, and it it strikes me too with the this idea of of change and these internal changes that happen that make you become more of a magnetic person and more of a person that not only just really desires success and wants to have things, 
but there's something internal that changes and you start to work on yourself that then connects you with other people and seems to bring the success almost and attract it. What, what do you think on that? Yeah. I mean, when you start changing, you, you do, you, you get into a, uh, you do start becoming attractive to other people who are changing. Right. And I tell people, you know, get it excited about becoming a dreamer. I said, even just look at your dreams and get excited about your dreams, because what will happen is you'll run into other people that are that are dreamers and they'll say, hey, you're a dreamer like me. Let's figure out how to accomplish our dreams. And that's how masterminds are. There are groups of dreamers like, hey, we're both dreamers. Hey, great. We're attracted to each other because we both think differently. And what happens is you attract more dreamers. And in the book, The Magic of Thinking Big, he says, he says, big dreamers attract big people. And that's the whole point, right? And that's how ma- that's why masterminds help you become. Uh, um, that's that's how they help you also change or become attractive. Yeah, very good, very good. Um, I wonder if somebody's is listening to this and maybe they're they're kind of getting a lot out of this, but they're thinking, you know what? I don't know how to maybe approach somebody that would have a lot more success than me. I just wouldn't know how to do that or why that person, you know, would speak to me or, you know, any thoughts on how to coach somebody to say, Hey, or what type of feedback to give them to say, Hey, you know, not only do you just need to be able to connect with people, but to connect up and to connect to people that have more of the wherewithal or the ability to actually really help you or see perspectives that you don't any, any suggestions on, on what that, might look like for somebody yeah there's a couple things um you you know you not only do you need to be uh um interested you know you also need to be interesting like you 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 want to be able to to offer something to those people that you know eric says there's something called mutualism you know you don't want to go over there and say hey um i've never done anything and i want to take all your time that's unfair you know what I'm saying? What you have to do is you have to start working on yourself first. Work on yourself first. And once you start, just start the process, then start looking to to help, to get advice from other people. But because it's like me saying, hey, Errol, man, you're doing it great on LinkedIn. Um, can you can you call me? Because I really want to build my LinkedIn profile. I really want to I really want to grow my LinkedIn community. And you go to their profile and they've done nothing. So what they're asking for you is to do everything, right? So, and if you are there and you're scared and you're timid, well, this is what you need to do. You need to find those influencers and find out how you can help them. You know, and it's crazy because I, I hear people, you know, when we talk about entrepreneur, but there's a lot of people that shouldn't be entrepreneurs and still can be successful. They should serve an entrepreneur. They should be part of the team. They should learn from the guy. Not everybody can be the, the, the team captain. But a lot of teams win championships, right? And not just the team captain gets the ring. Mm-hmm. Everybody else gets the ring. It's like CJ, who's, who's uh, Carlos Quinney, who's, who's Eric Thomas's two-man. He could have created his own company, but he's like, no. You know, you hear his story. You'll have to hear his story personally of why he's, he's, he's been with Eric for so long. But even Carl, they're part of the team. And so what mm-hmm. more people need to understand that is that you may not have to be the number one person. Go serve the number one person 
and you'll still be able to benefit, right? The a rising tide raises all ships. It's so, so interesting and so relevant that you said that. I was speaking with somebody yesterday or the day before about the World Cup. And I mentioned, I said, hey, you know what? It was pretty disappointing that, you know, that, uh, you know, Germany got you know, knocked out. And, you know, one of the things that, that, uh, that came up in that conversation in this case was, uh, was messy. And I'm actually not a really big um, uh, soccer fan. I mean, I don't follow, I watch the World Cup, but um, at the same time, they said, you know what, I was just really, they, they said, hey, I was really disappointed in seeing kind of how Messi, you know, performed. And in this case, he said that Messi is a, is a rock star and he just does amazing things. And ultimately, he said that you can, you can be an amazing player and have incredible skills, but if you don't have the team to support you, you're good. You can fail and you can fail miserably. But at the same time, on the other side of that is that you could be a mediocre player on a great team and you can shine just because your team shined. Yeah. And I think that was, was profound. Absolutely. So great. Well, so from here, I think we've, we've really kind of covered, uh, we've covered a lot. Uh, any other particular thoughts that uh, that come to mind for you, Matthew, that you think may be kind of worthwhile to kind of go into or talk about that are related to this conversation? Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's probably going to be people looking for for avenues to to learn to grow, and you can go to the library. You can there's a lot of free resources that you can go. You don't have to have a lot of money to go over there, but you should invest in yourself, and you should invest if there aren't books available that you want. You should. You should invest in them. You're investing in yourself and you should look for communities like Breathe University because of the community where you can get support and they have mastermind calls and there's 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 learning modules that can help you that you have access to. And for a minimum cost, I mean, it's investment. And, you know, I spent a lot of years in network marketing. I spent a lot of money on tools and and sometimes it didn't, I, the profits didn't match up, but the the byproduct of it was that I was able to excel in my jobs because of the learning and the training and the community and the networking that it came out of it. And so I would encourage people that you have to, you have to invest in yourself. You have to invest in yourself, buy my book so you can learn how to read more, pick up the book, not because I need more money, pick up the book because you're investing in yourself. And I wrote it for a reason to solve a problem. People aren't reading enough. And what are the benefits of reading? So those that's what I would share with the community is make sure you invest in yourself. Yeah, absolutely. The one the one thing I would kind of add to that, thinking about how to really try to get more resources is people need to stop sleeping on LinkedIn. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're pursuing success and your game is not tight on LinkedIn, you need to level it up big time. Because there are major players that are on LinkedIn. There are major communities that you can tap into that have absolutely zero barrier to entry. You know, you can potentially reach out, say, to Eric Thomas and connect. Where, when, where else would you be able to do that? You know, you can reach out to Matthew Flores. You can reach out to so many different people that are, that are achieving success and can unlock doors for you and connect you to different communities just simply by sort of reaching out, trying to find a way to find value, getting in relationship with them. And ultimately, there are people that will, you know, they, they will uh, be able to help you with coaching for that. 
Um, and ultimately, in this case, some people will charge for it. Others people, other people won't. And depending on how far you want to get with things, there's just really a lot of ways to uh, learn to kind of connect, whether it's, you know, books or connecting with other people. And, um, and yeah, so I think there's definitely a lot of resources that we all need to connect through. So um, great. Well, so I guess to kind of round things out, Matthew, do you want to maybe just share, um, I guess, anything that you have that's that's directly coming up going forward or, you know, ways that people can contact you or the best way that, yeah, somebody might really just be be in touch with you if they if they think that you might be able to help them in, in some particular way. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn as well. You can look me up, Matthew Flores. Uh, you can go to my website, MatthewFlores.com. Um, please use that website. I paid a lot of money for it. Somebody else had my name. Can you believe that? So, <laughs> so those are the two places you can, you can, uh, you can email me at info at matthewflores.com. If you want some reference on some books, uh, self-development sales, uh, negotiate uh, the top 100 books uh, for negotiations that the real estate negotiation Institute recommends. I read them all. So I have notes and books. So just, you know, I, I love helping, you know, and so uh, if I can be a resource for somebody, just they can connect with me that way. All right. And if you're if you're a first year real estate agent, now you're the man to connect to if you're a first year real estate Absolutely. agent. Absolutely. They can they can uh, they can email me I said at, at info at florist.com. They definitely email me. Check me out on, on Instagram uh, at imattflores. I have a lot of fun on there, but I share content on there as well. So uh, yeah, just reach out to me, send me a, a private message, and I will connect with you and see what I can do to help you get to the next level. All right, great. Okay, well, Matthew, really, thank you so much for uh, for joining us. I think we, we really recorded a lot of really great information. It's going to be helpful for a lot of people. Uh, I'll put one plug in here to kind of round things out. Uh, I started a, a Facebook group. It's free, as well as my LinkedIn consulting. It's free, but in this case, what I've done is I've created a community specifically for entrepreneurs who are interesting and leveling up on LinkedIn that want a free place to go and build community with other entrepreneurs and learn some incredible skills about how to really get engagement and drive results from LinkedIn. So uh, in this case, I can be connected with also through LinkedIn. Uh, and in this case, I really just want to wish everybody a real successful day and uh, let's go out. Let's, uh, you know, let's do this. Let's be successful. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks, Errol. All right, Matthew. All right, my friend. All right. Take care.